0: I.V.M.
1: Welcome to Conversations at Takshashila, a podcast for informed opinions on policy, politics and economics with experts from the Takshashila Institution. And now, on to today's conversation.
2: Hello everyone. Welcome to another Conversations at Takshashila episode. I am Pranay and today I have with me Anupam and Yazad. And today we are going to discuss about this preferential trade agreement which is going to supposedly end between us and india now uh, just to give a bit of a background uh, a few uh, a year back or so we were in this uh, zone of us china trade war and now recently there was news that probably this seems to be ending at least as a temporary truce agreement which is being worked out uh, which is good news for india right and but even though we were expecting something good to come out of it, now we have uh, Donald Trump saying that India's some GSP, what is that? Gen- generalized system, generalized of system of preferences is going to end and now they are going to take a stricter view on uh, trade with India. So Anupam, could you just explain where are we currently before we get into why and why not?
1: Okay, so I'll uh, probably start with, as you said, very briefly with one year back, Hmm. uh, when U.S. unilaterally imposed uh, tariffs on aluminum and steel. uh, We got caught up in this entire... uh, you know, a trade battle that was happening and even though India doesn't really export too much of steel, mm. uh, we still wanted to say that, you know, we can also retaliate. Mm. So when the US imposed those tariffs, we said we're going to impose uh, retaliatory tariffs. Mm. But on only those goods, which really was a very small percentage of uh, US export basket. Mm. So it was more signaling uh, really. Mm. But Again, there were some talks happening between India's trade representative and Wilbur Ross uh, from the U.S. And we came to an agreement that we are not going to put those retaliatory tariffs. So that Mm. was a very sensible move. Mm. Mm. That was what happened a year back. And Mm. things were, you know, going quite well. In fact, India's exports to the U.S. increased. U.S. exports to India increased. Overall trade was... Going quite well. Over the last year? Over the last one year, yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, And that is (coughs) despite the fact that H-1B visas have become difficult and services, I am assuming, would be a big chunk of India's experts. Yeah. Mm.
1: Uh, So that was was what was happening. But recently, just a couple of days back, uh, Donald Trump issued a notice Mm. saying that there's this uh, generalized system of preference. So it's actually a big list of those goods which are entered into the US without Mm. any duty. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is totally worth about 20.6 billion or something mm. of which India is the biggest... Uh beneficiary okay so india's exports worth 5.6 billion mm. uh, that is roughly translate about 1732 products mm. can enter into the us without any sort of tariffs mm. or mm. duties mm. right so that that was the arrangement which was there that's called the generalized system of preference uh, and donald trump issued a notice saying that he's going to withdraw this mm. not for everyone mm. not on the overall gsp but mm. only on that which applies to india oh. and, and turkey mm. and turkey mm. Okay. So okay. That, that was what has happened uh, by Donald Trump. And then uh, India said that we're going to retaliate mm. and we're going to put tariffs on about 10.6 billion worth of uh, US imports. Mm. Again, on what the precise items are, we don't know yet. It was just one of those really hastily arranged press conferences by the trade secretary in India. Commerce that, secretary. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Mm. Commerce secretary saying we're going to retaliate. Mm. Uh, but again, that's just signaling. There's about 60 days left mm. for these uh, this thing to... Uh, the new kind of duties to kick in for Indian exports to the US. Okay. Um, So now there's talks about trade deals happening and so on. We have to see what will happen there. Okay.
2: So currently, US has given a threat to India that it might remove this GSP arrangement for India. And India has given a threat to that threat that we might also put some more uh, duties on equivalent US exports to India. Is that the right situation? Uh, Equivalent
1: or double the US export. But again, it's just a threat as of now. Hmm. But I think what really is interesting is why this was done. Why Hmm. is the US... I mean, if I just said that uh, India-US trade was actually doing quite well. yeah. uh, So why did US suddenly do this? Right. in, the the answer lies in actually something more domestic in nature. Mm. Uh, India did two things, uh, domestic policy, which would actually hurt U.S. manufacturers. Mm. Uh, one was we put, uh, you know, m- one of my favorite topics, which is price cap on coronary stents mm. and uh, knee replacement, the the mm. uh, instrument used for knee replacement. Right. Um, so there's a big brouhaha about it, obviously, the U.S. manufacturers. So there are three big U.S. manufacturers which play in the Indian market in this. Mm. Uh, Abbott, Medtronic, and and one more company, Stryker, uh, so, I think. Yeah, mm. so they they actually went up to the U.S. Trade Representative and said, you know, this is we're getting hurt because of this, uh, and the price cap was quite ridiculous, right? Mm. Something which costed about uh, one lakh twenty or one lakh was now the price cap was twenty eight thousand, mm. right? So it's mm. like yeah. uh, obviously they would get hurt, mm. and they were not releasing newer products in India, you know, that entire set of consequences. That was mm. one mm. Uh, thing that happened and the other uh, really important bit was the latest e-commerce policy and i think Which we discussed you both yeah. have discussed twice already on yeah. conversation so i'm not going to get into so that but again amazon know. and walmart got affected uh, yeah. the uh, on both cases what is interesting is this uh, this notice from donald trump didn't come out of the blue mm. right mm. in both cases the again the us state representative made a case to India saying, listen, we do not like this. It is hurting us. Mm. Uh, we will retaliate if this carries on. Uh, mm. We're giving you a chance to reconsider mm. uh, and so on and so forth. Right. Mm. So it, it was actually laid out uh, mm. saying that this is going to happen sometime in the future and so on. Uh, but we ignored those threats mm. uh, or not even threats. We ignored those kind of very kind warnings. Uh, And we decided to go ahead anyway. So I think this is finally a culmination of that. Again, there are some other really minor points here about uh, how we treated uh, agriculture coming in from the U.S., dairy, Mm. uh, especially dairy also coming in from the U.S. and so on. Mm. But I think those are still minor points. The two big things is uh, the Medical Association in uh, the U.S. lobbied for this. And so did, of course, Amazon and Walmart.
2: Mm. So, if we look at a shorter time frame, what U.S. is doing now is already a retaliation to what India has done. Precisely. Instead of looking it the other way, currently we are, if we are just looking at what happened yesterday or day before when Donald Trump made these statements, it might seem as if U.S. is acting very, very irrationally, and it's India's turn to respond. But now let's step back. Okay, uh, like what do both of you think in terms of what is India's national interest here? What what should uh, India's aim be?
0: Ideally, India should not have high tariffs. Mm. And uh, although the Commerce Secretary has said that our tariffs are in line with WTO, the maximum WTO tariffs, I think are 39%. Mm. So we need need not have tariffs that high any which Mm. way. Mm. So it helps us, as Anupam said, we are a consumer economy. Mm. It helps us. It helps when we have cheaper imports. Mm. It's actually beneficial to our economy. Mm. So our national interest should be to have lower tariffs. Mm. And it would help us even if there is a tariff war between US and China. Mm. That if we have lower tariffs, we would be attracting investment as well into our country. Mm. So regardless of what Donald Trump says, mm. because partly what Trump is saying is, uh, he was talking at CPAC as well, which is the Conservative Political Action Committee. Mm. So that is, a Conservative Political Action Conference, sorry. So that was, you know, talking to his base, where he was talking about, you know, India as a tariff king, blah, blah, blah. So ignoring all of that, because that's his histrionics, it is in our own national interest to have lower tariffs, mm and uh, to be a bigger player in the economics, in the world economy.
2: So, Anupam, often people would say to this argument that, what about our producers? If if there's cheap goods coming from US, our producers will get hurt.
1: How do you counter that? The counter is, I mean, people will not like this argument, but it's just that, um if there are cheaper goods coming in from elsewhere it means that we are just not efficient as they are hmm. uh, and i don't think it's a job of the government to protect inefficiency yeah
2: and in fact uh, the goods which they, which come for cheap will help indian producers as well right, right? So because producers will it's not as if all components of a producer of india gets get uh, made in india itself so
1: precisely my hmm. point in fact w- what would happen is that if the cheaper goods continue to stream in two things will happen. One, the best of the domestic competition mm. uh, will actually survive and will do quite well. Uh, but if you have these kind of protectionist policies throughout, mm. even the best don't have incentives enough to innovate and to be right up there. Mm. right? So what would happen is that they'll just be lagging because they're always protected mm. and uh, there won't be enough innovation. But you remove the protectionist measures, mm. you actually give in to competition from around the world, mm. then of course there will be some which who will wither away Right, who will not be able to withstand the competition because they were not efficient at all mm. to begin with. But those which are efficient will actually be able to survive and not just survive but compete and thrive. Um, and and also that's what it, it's the the problem with uh, this kind of protectionist thinking. And there's not. W- w- what only India is guilty of, but across the world, uh, is that you want the best of all worlds, right? We want, for example, we want capital to come into India, because we don't have, you know, our investment rate is going down and so on. So you want capital to come into India, you want investment in certain parts of FDI, but you don't want their profits to go back, Mm. you want some kind of trade to happen where we export to the world, but no one should export to us. Mm. Uh, We want our currency to be exactly at the rate that we would like, you know, this. There's just this too much of entitlement kind of thinking Hmm. that happens in the world across which just does not work. You Hmm. can't have one and, you know, uh, and uh, expect not to lose out on the other. So there there will be situations where, Hmm. you know, you will, there will be some kind of losses. In terms of, you know, some producers will get uh, blown away by the competition. Some there will be some kind of temporary unemployment. But in the long run, it just means that we're going to become a lot more competitive economy. Uh, the firms which are competing in the global space will you know be really good enough to the point, by the way where uh, Indian manufacturers in the same sector can start exporting to the rest of the world. Mm. And it has happened in the world over, right? Mm. Uh, if you look at wa- w- South Korea or Japan and so on, uh, once they started freeing up their economy, and, and you know, you have global players coming from these countries, not because they completely adopted protectionist uh, measures. They did initially, but, you know, once they freed up, they were uh, good enough to compete with the rest of the world. Mm. So, so, South Korean cars uh, or Japanese cars were able to Compete with American manufacturers. Mm. Mm. Uh,
0: forget about that. I mean, there was the Bajaj, for example, as a company, used to call for more protectionism. It was part of the Bombay Club and all of that. But once the economy opened up and the Indian economy really became more, uh, you know, trade friendly, Bajaj today exposed to more than seventy countries. Mm. Yeah.
1: So and, and they reinvented themselves, right? I think Bajaj is a good example. They reinvented for themselves for forty years or so. They were just had one model. Uh, of your old scooter. And uh, that is all they were producing. And of course, there were even production quotas and blah, 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 right? Uh, We know the MRTP Act and so on. Uh, But once it was opened up, uh, they look at the range of products that Bajaj has. And and they're truly competing with the best of the world. And in fact, you know, Yamaha and Honda has come in, but still Bajaj is right up there. Okay. But this is an ideal
2: state uh, situation that we want to be in, right? We should aim towards that. But already we are in this protectionist environment across the world right we see what is happening between u.s and china so what would be a pragmatic way for india to go ahead doing this like given that u.s is hell-bent on uh, catching either china or, and now it's sort of trying to corner india as well uh, what would be a pragmatic way for india to uh, take actions so as that it doesn't hurt indian consumers and producers and yet it conveys the point that you can't be protectionist either
1: yeah honestly see you have to look at it from uh, to, you know uh, again a short term and a long term lens uh, in the short term lens it just makes sense for us to do those policies which are purely in Indian national interest uh, and, and domestically itself. And by that, I mean, again, our e-commerce policy and those ne- uh, price caps, right? Price caps, we know, is not working. It's mm-hmm. uh, actually hurting our Indian consumers, Your uh, the variety no, I
2: don't understand. We have to do some things in our national interest, whether it's short term or long term. No, no.
1: Yeah, like I'm, but I'm saying purely mm. domestically first. Mm. So I'm not, for for example, what I mean by that is in the short term, mm. le, uh, let's not think about reducing historically uh, the tariffs which are historically imposed by India on mm. the outside world and so on. It, that is kind of difficult, right? Okay. But I'm mm. saying, A, do not put any new tariffs. New tariffs. Okay. Because again, mm. uh, remember, I, I think we have to look at these uh, these tariffs put by U.S. as a retaliatory measure, mm. right? Not as a fresh measure. Mm. So again, retaliating to a retaliation would does not make sense. Mm. So what a we should look at is not impose any new tariffs, mm. and b correct those uh, distortions in the Indian domestic market. So mm. e-commerce and uh, the the price caps that I spoke about. Mm. The other thing that you really have to look at is uh, can India even try and threaten the U.S. Mm. Right. Look at the size of both these economies. Look mm. at how much we trade with each other. Mm. India is in no position to try and hurt the mm. U.S. Mm. Right? Uh, we can't. We just yeah. can't. Even not, if we... not in the same coin to say.
2: Like we maybe there will be other ways to hurt uh, U.S. Uh, just to convey the point. But because they have imposed an import duty, we should also do that. Doesn't make sense. There we are. I mean, you would you would sort of challenge the adversary on a point where you are at strength and they are at relative weakness, not the other way, other around. way around. Correct. And,
0: and we don't have a buffer also. It's not that we have a trade agreement with the EU, for example. No. Mm. Uh, so it, it's it'll be to our detriment if we do that. Mm. Mm. I mean, just think about what would happen, right? Mm. Okay, let's say we go ahead with this
1: 10.6, uh, I mean, tariffs on these 10.6 billion worth of imports, US mm. imports. And then the U.S. would say, oh, really, you want to do that? Then I'm going to start, you know, uh, putting tariffs or some other kinds of trade barriers on software exports, on Mm. pharmaceutical exports. Mm. And that will be a much, much bigger blow to India, which I don't think we can recover from. Mm. Right. Uh, The U.S. is a big market for us in these two uh, important sectors for us. And these two sectors also bring us a lot of foreign exchange. Mm. So, uh, I mean, it's it's game theory, right? You can actually predict how mm. this will go down. And uh, the China, just imagine this, right? Uh, China is much, much bigger than India. Mm. Uh, China's uh, trade is also, you know, the volume of trade is much larger than India's. Mm. And China has actually stopped, stepped back. They're saying, you know, we don't want this trade war with the US mm. because China knows that it can't win, mm. right? Uh, unless really hurting itself and uh, while trying to hurt the US. Mm. So if China has done that, I think India should also kind of say, it's not going to win this war Mm. and at least do not escalate it Mm. Mm -hmm.
0: and you know exactly this point because if India escalates it and the US-China come to an agreement which they are actually talking for quite some time it will be disaster for us because then China will step into those markets Mm. which India will have effectively abandoned Mm.
1: yeah Yeah, it's probably the worst case scenario that we are looking at if it goes down that path Mm. so that's the kind of short term thing that I'm talking about right don't worsen the situation hmm. and try so and correct no the domestic new
2: tariffs mark. in the short term and in the long term overall tariffs should we should go towards a low tariff regime is that what yeah,
1: precisely yeah. right uh, i mean the, I, I understand if there are some kind of you know uh, tariffs for strategic reasons or just to kind of uh, keep a level playing field Again, in Mm. the medium kind of term, but in the longer run, I would argue for a lower tariff regime. Uh, Again, India is sixty percent. The Indian GDP is sixty percent driven by consumption, Mm. right? And uh, we've got a large consumer base, so Mm. we need cheaper imports. Mm. Trying making it more expensive does just does not make sense. It's Mm. shooting ourselves in the foot, right? Mm. Um, And think about it. I'm just going to take one simple example. We've put For example, export uh, duties, I mean, sorry, import duties on electronic items, Hmm. right? And and that, That's also one of the reasons why US has kind of uh, done this backlash. Uh, That doesn't make sense, right? Uh, We are talking about increasing tele uh, density in India, Mm. right? We're talking about uh, telecom penetration and we want every household, every family and every individual to have a mobile phone because that has great economic benefits. Uh, It integrates rural India into mainstream economy and so on. We know about these benefits. Mm. And on top of, you know, while we're trying to achieve that, what we are also doing is we're saying we're going to put an import duty and make tele- uh, mobile phones more expensive. Mm. If China is subsidizing its own producers and giving cheap mobile phones to Indian consumers, I say bring it on. I mean, good. Mm. Another government is, uh, you know, subsidizing our aims and our goals. Mm. Why not? Mm. Right? So uh, don't don't put countervailing ca- tariffs on these things and so on so if this big kind of trade war breaks out between uh, let's say us and china they don't come to an agreement and uh, i think it's still in india's interest to just lower tariffs be as open an economy as possible because that's again going to help us integrate better with the global economy uh, it will also help our own producers in you know not just our consumers but also producers right it, two main reasons uh, for this one having cheaper imports again it's not that we are going to import only Finished goods, mm-hmm. right? We're going to uh, start importing raw materials. We're going to start importing uh, intermediate goods and final goods. Mm-hmm. So the intermediate goods will go into our production and we're going to then make the cheapest goods possible in the world, right? And uh, second point is that if we lower tariffs, again, Uh, All said and done, neither China, nor the US, nor any other country is actually, you know, an irrational actor in the sense, right? Even Trump is not that irrational, at least his team is not that irrational, right? Uh, If we lower tariffs and say, listen, we are open for freer trade, then there will be, you know, retaliation in a positive sense by these economies. And and so we import cheaper intermediate goods, get into the production get integrated into the global supply chain. Mm. And because we have lower tariffs, other countries will not impose tariffs on us and we can export a lot more. So I think this is a great strategy to export a lot more, mm. right? Uh, and get integrated into the global uh, value chain. So I, in the long run, I would say just become a low uh, tariff regime. Yeah.
0: So <coughs> actually, I was just trying to summarize what Amitam was saying. Mm. So we are, you know, our national interest currently is in the shadow of the US-China uh, trade war, mm. whether it happens or not. Mm. So... Regardless, it is in our benefit. If the U.S. and China have a trade war, Mm. it helps us if we have lower tariffs because we would be able to benefit from that trade war. Mm. If the U.S. and China come to an agreement and we have higher tariffs, we will be completely screwed. Mm. So it helps us to have lower tariffs in this case as well. Mm. So regardless of what happens in the shadow of this U.S., China trade war, it helps us to have lower tariffs. Mm. It is in our national interest to actually have lower tariffs to benefit from whatever happens between the US and China because those are bigger players right Mm. now in the market.
2: Mm. Okay, one last question. You know, a lot of these fears that drive uh, opposition to lowering of tariffs Uh, come from this sense of indigenization, you know, the fact that we should be producing everything on our own, why can't we, India is such a big country, such brilliant minds, why can't we do produce everything on our own, right? That's sort of one narrative that we need to confront. So, uh, how do you react to that? Like, what should India be doing there?
0: That's the myth of self-sufficiency. Right. Uh, we i mean you know we should be able to as a village make everything in the village actually the world does not work that we are we're a, a massively interconnected uh, world yeah. even us can't do nobody it nobody right? like, can no neither can you for so. example just look i mean you are currently you know wearing a shirt did you you know weave the cloth and stitch the shirt yourself no you didn't you bought it from somebody else uh, the same way you are selling your services, you know, when we come out with, say, a report or something that somebody takes on. Mm. So either which way, we are not self-sufficient. Nobody is self-sufficient. Mm. You know, we are all working and, you know, trading our goods for other things in the market. So even as countries, you know, saying that we should be self-sufficient is a, is a myth. Because ideally what we should do is make the things that we are best at and then buy the things that we are not so good at doing.
1: Yeah, that's a theory of comparative advantage, right? You don't want to uh, misallocate resources, precious resources into things, into trying and producing things that you're not really good at. I mean, that's equivalent of me trying to say that I'll become a, you know... uh, uh, I'll provide heavy lifting services. No, that's fine. So this is hmm. sort
2: of one-on-one, which our listeners, I'm sure, know. But uh, let me ask a slightly different question: What would you do to encourage producers, instead of uh, helping them or hurting them by, you know, uh, putting import duties?
1: Yeah, I think see that that is a bigger question, right? Uh, In in fact, in the just the previous uh, lecture that I took for our uh, graduate certificate programs was on. Comparative Advantage, but in a very realistic sense, right? Uh, and we had this mega, really nice discussion for about half an hour on what are the sources of Comparative Advantage. So uh, the Comparative Advantage is not something that is kind of uh, you're born with or you're endowed with. There are, in fact, there's just about one or two sources, uh, which you know you're endowed with which is natural climate geography and so on mm. the rest of it is something that you can develop over time right. uh, and this goes into basic macroeconomic hygiene conditions right uh, that which is having a good skilled workforce mm. having a stable political regime having a stable economic regime mm. uh, you know your ease of doing business in the real sense not the you know uh, mm. uh uh, World Bank kind of rating. Uh, this thing, yeah. rating. But uh, uh, having all of these, right, uh, actually helps producers. Giving them a good investment climate will mm. help producers. And they will find the comparative advantage on their own. Mm. Uh, the government doesn't have to do anything. I mean, markets are really good at finding out what they're good at. Mm. Right? Mm. And they'll do that and they will start producing. And we'll find our place in the global regime. But as of now, what we do is we, the, as in we, as in the government already decides what we should be doing and we, you know, misallocate resources in that sense, you know, giving massive subsidies to agriculture, we're already distorting that market. Mm -hmm. Uh, Especially some you know, MSP to some kind of uh, Mm. agricultural products and not others. We don't know. And because of so much distortions existing in the market, uh, and then you put these import duties, you put some tariffs, you put some uh, price cap somewhere Mm. else, you do something else somewhere else and you give uh, some special export uh, things, uh, you know, uh, loans at cheaper rate for MSMEs, you then cordon off an entire thing saying Mm. big players cannot uh, play in this, only small players can. Number of distortions, right? Hmm. And you don't allow the market to actually find its own comparative advantage and find a place in the world. Uh, if you actually took care of these hygiene factors, and none of what I'm saying is new, hmm. right? None of what I'm saying is new. This hmm. has been said since the 1940s or 1930s. Hmm. Uh, if we did all of this, uh, producers will, I mean, it's not that Indian producers will wither away with the ones we open up to trade. Hmm. We definitely have a comparative advantage and we'll find things which are really strong at, and which also suits our domestic economic conditions.
2: Right. So, uh, thanks both of you. I think what you guys are saying is that the path to make in India lies from buy from outside <laughs> India. Right? The, yeah. That is the way we need to get to that. So, thanks a lot. That's one way, yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> for this discussion. Thank you. And keep, we'll keep an eye on what happens in this next round of these retaliatory tariffs between
1: yeah. US and We'll India. have a prediction market question on whether… Uh, India will actually go ahead with the retaliatory. Yeah,
2: and this prediction market is open for anyone who's interested. Yeah. And if you are interested in, just tweet to us on our uh, Takshashila institution Twitter handle and we'll add you in. So thank you all. Thanks.
0: Thank you. For more such conversations,
1: subscribe to us on your preferred podcasting platform. If you'd like to know more about Takshashila, you can also log on to our website, www.takshashila.org.in And find out about the public policy courses that we offer, ongoing research projects, latest publications, and much, much more.